Isn't the times of exhortation and testimony amazing? Praise the Lord. Uh, I really felt led of the Lord to do that, and because uh, God has me speaking on on Thanksgiving uh, uh, today, and I know you may this is, may be a little bit of a Johnny come lately. Uh, no pun intended, Johnny. But uh, got the got got me to thinking, just uh, pondering the holiday of Thanksgiving, um, and what that really means, and and what that represents. Thanksgiving from a biblical perspective, and what that means to God, right? So, just join me in a brief word of prayer, and we'll get into the Word of God, Heavenly Father. Uh, thank you so much for speaking to our hearts, Lord, uh, for meeting us right where we're at. Uh, Lord, and uh, just like uh, <clears throat> Heather Wallace's prayer, she said she starts off with, thank you for your son Jesus, sending your son Jesus to die for us. Lord, that's a great place to start. <laughs> and so, so, Lord, we're here with hearts uplifted and praise towards you, Lord, hearts of gratitude and thanksgiving for who you are, Lord, for your favor upon us, Father God, for your love, your unconditional love that compelled you uh, to, to give up your only begotten son to pay our sin debt, that, 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 that we might enjoy the salvation of the Lord in him and through him and be ever reconciled with you. And so, so Lord, we just thank you uh, for being you. We thank you for loving us. And uh, we thank you for all the ways you, all of your ways, your benevolent hand is on our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Today's message is simply uh, giving thanks to the Lord. And man, there's so many scriptures I could have used. Uh, God in his mercy, I think, helped me dwindle it down to a few. Uh, So I won't be taking an inordinate amount of your time today. But Psalm 116 verse 12 says this. What shall I render to the Lord? For all his benefits to me. That's a great question to ask ourselves, isn't it? What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits to me? And there are so many things that we can say. But what God has on my heart to say today is the offering of thanks. Let's go on to Psalm 92. I'll just read the first five verses. One thing we are always able to render unto the Lord, or we should always be able to do, render unto the Lord, is thanksgiving. Verse 1 starts off, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, To declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. To the music of the lute and the harp and the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. And the works of your hands I sing. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. You know, God's thoughts are very deep that God thinks on a level that we can't understand 
His words are not our words. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, if we stand around or sit around trying to understand what God is doing, our minds will explode. You know, and so we're better off abandoning that need to understand every way in which God is moving and, and, and just get to a point to where we just trust that God is moving and that however he's moving, he's going to work it for our good. You know, and I think a lot of times we are, we feel that way because we're fearful. We're fearful of the unknown. We don't know what to expect. We don't know how things are going to turn out. And a lot of times that fear clouds our mind. It clouds our perspective and, and, and it gets us to a point to where we, we try to seek comfort in getting understanding. Right. But you know, you can get all the understanding you want. You'll never have all your questions answered. And understanding doesn't give you the peace of God that passes all understanding. There's a peace in God that's beyond understanding. Right? A peace that can be attained only through God that can't be attained through understanding. So what we're seeking for is peace a lot of times. But the only way to get that peace is in Him. Amen? And so I want to pay particular attention to Verse 2, where it says, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. So it's telling us we should start the day with thanksgiving, right? And end the day with thanksgiving, right? So he's telling us we need to be daily committed, not just when highlight events happen in our lives, but we are committed to giving God thanks for what he's already done. You know, and, and not only that, we're committed to giving God thanks for who he is, for he is God. He's a good God, even when I don't perceive goodness in my life right now. Right? At some point, we've got to bring our perceptions, uh, our perception into subjection to God's truth. And God is God. Amen? So, I, I won't ask you to raise your hands or anything, but, but, but I was convicted by this as well. How often do I give thanks to God? Just because. Oh, I give him thanks when I, when something is really important to me and I'm praying for it. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm hoping that, that the desire of my heart manifests here. I'm hoping. I'm praying for my kids to pass that test or to get that scholarship or, 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 or whatever it is that, 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 that my heart desires. And when I get it, oh, thank you, Jesus. I hope we're all doing that. Right. But, but even, what about those moments when, we're not receiving the praise reports. When we're not getting the desires of our hearts, right? Uh, what, what are we doing in those moments? Do we still find a reason? Are we still motivated to praise God? Are we still motivated to thank God? God, I don't understand what's going on here, but, but, but you know what? I, I, I'm going to thank you in it anyway. I 
And so I pray that God convicts us today that we become children of God who are always walking in gratitude and thanksgiving. Toward our God. That isn't based on circumstance or situation. It, it, it's, it's, it's what we do because we are, we, we're, we're going to discipline ourselves to start the day and end the day. And it doesn't mean don't thank God in between. This isn't, let's not take it too literally and say, I can only thank God in the morning. And I can only thank God at night, but it's to always be, to, 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 to always be thankful towards God. And later on, we'll talk about some, some benefits or how that's impactful. And how they can help us work through some of the issues that sideline us sometimes. So let's do it. It it includes praise as we are thanking God for his steadfast love and his faithfulness. If you have no other reason to to feel thankful, you can you can thank God that, that that he didn't put conditions on his love. The story of the prodigal son tells us that even when we are doing, like Eloise said, stupid things, God's love is still toward us, right? His heart still wants to be in right relationship with us, amen? And the Bible said it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, right? So he loves us, and and, and he loves us too much not to chastise us, Right? So we need to learn to thank God in the chastisement because he chastises us to get us back in line because he knows getting us back in line in his will, right, is is where that blessing is. It's where the favor is, a favor of God is on our lives, right? So I know there won't be any amens on that, but, you know, but that's okay as long as it sticks in your heart and as long as you get it and, and you take it to God and you let God convict your heart and convince you of that truth. And you apply it in your life. Because we, we ought to so want the will of God in our lives that we're willing to, we're willing to bear up under his chastisement in order for him to refine us and form us and shape us into uh, the image of his son, Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, Psalm 50. It's an excellent psalm. I'm just going to focus on two verses, 14 and 23. 14 says, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You know, we don't even have to do what they had to do in the Old Testament. We don't have to go grab an animal, kill an animal, you know, bleed it out, (laughs) put it on the altar. We don't have to go, we don't have to go through all of that. But, but that was one of the things that God wanted his people disciplined in when he was giving them all the, the, the do's and don'ts and he was giving them the law. One of the things that he wanted them to get disciplined in is in the area of thanksgiving toward God. Right? And so he says here, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. And in verse 23, he says this, the one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. It glorifies God 
to have an attitude of thanksgiving and, and, and gratefulness towards him, to be constant in re- constantly in remembrance of what God has done and is doing in your life. You know, it's easy for me to do that because I remember the life God brought me out of. Right? And so, you know, so coming up as a boy, right, who's, who was born out of wedlock and grew up with a single mom, had an abusive uh, uh, stepfather that my mom stayed with for 23 years. And enduring, uh, just enduring things that a kid ought not to have to endure. Uh, through all the challenges in my, uh, uh, in my life, and for me to spend the first part of my life, the first 18 or so years of my life, not seeking God. I was seeking validation. I was seeking affirmation. I was seeking belonging. I was even seeking identity, but I wasn't seeking God in any of that. And it wasn't until I was saved and I as a full-grown man, and I was able to reflect back on my life when I realized that God was with me through the entire experience. I may have been born in sin, but 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 God had my life marked even from that moment. I may not have felt valued, or may not have felt like uh, uh, affirmed or loved and whatever, but. But but God was all of that to me. It took me a while to recognize it. But I am a living, breathing example of God's goodness leading you to repentance. I can look back on people he brought in my life. I did not see it as a work of God then, but looking back on it, it was God's provision bringing my Uncle Simon into my life, bringing certain uh, uh, coaches or teachers He used other individuals to really instill in me certain values. He was doing something. He was weaving a fabric, right? He was weaving me into something that he could use for his glory, right? And and every one of us has our own testimonies to that effect. Wherever you started, God met you where you were at. Whatever you encountered, God was with you and brought you through it, right? Whatever it is that, that, that hurt you or marred you, God was there to pour that salve, his holy salve on it and to heal you, right? And, it, and, and your testimony becomes a, uh, becomes a, 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 a story or testimony of God's love and, and his miracle working power in your life to transform you. Right. But that hard story that I've gone through has given me the ability to empathize, have compassion toward and minister passionately and with conviction into people's lives. It it gave because I can relate to them. And so some of the very things that I've gone through, God has used it to equip me to minister in his name. You know, I, I had the uh, pleasure of having a conversation with uh, with Brittany, uh, one of my daughters, uh, last night, and 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 God just 
he just blessed me through her because, you know, she just came and uh, she came back from working the game. Many of y'all were watching and enjoying the game. My wife and daughter were working the game. I don't know if they saw many plays or whatever, but, you know, uh, they worked the game. They had to be there like four hours before the game and all that stuff. But it's just, but Brittany just came home and, 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 and she was just moved, um, to just, to just thank me, right? And, you know, just for, uh, the things that mean so much to her and all the effort that I have put in to be there for them in every important moment, right? To, uh, and this is not necessarily to, to toot my horn, but, but there's a story in that. She even said it. She's like, I am so thankful to God that you have worked so hard to give us that very thing you did not have as a kid, which was my father, right? You know, that was the one seat that stayed empty on parents' night when I looked up. Uh, parents' night, you know, I could see mom there, but not dad, right? And so, uh, whatever my biggest disappointments were or my greatest achievements were, there was no dad. And I've been open about that and how God's dealt with me and, and helped me through that. And so my, my daughters know my story. And, you know, and this came at a time when, you know, I was last, yesterday, I, I was kind of battling some thoughts about, um, Battling with some confidence issues of my own. What impact, you know, have I really had or am I really having? And Lord, I've, I've come short in so many ways and this or that and the other. And so for her not knowing that to really just be moved by God to do that, it just ministered to me in a deep way that God used my daughter to really bless my heart that way. And so, and, and, and we, you know, we just, we just hugged and, and, and just, um, affirmed our love to one another and, and, and we, and, and we just kind of reminisced on the goodness of God. How good he's been to our family. You know, I've had several discussions with Johnny as, uh, you know, as, as, uh, him and he and Heather and Christy and I, we, we minister to a lot of different couples and different individuals. And, and there are some people that have gone through some hard things, right? And there are people that are going through hard things on their own, but there are also parents who are going through some hard things with their children, right? And, 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 and it, we just caught ourselves one day, right, Johnny? We were like, my goodness, you know, look at the things, the complaints that we have before God concerning our kids. When you're really ministering to somebody who's, uh, you know, who's having these gut-wrenching experiences with their kids and everything, it puts things in perspective. God, our problems, Lord, thank you that our problems aren't, that their problems aren't our problems or that our problems aren't theirs, right? We, you know, we've got, you know, it doesn't even seem like problems compared to what people are going through, right? And God, and it, and it, and it, all of a sudden it changes our hearts. God, I'm so thankful for the children that we have. We have children that all love God, right? 
We have children that are all, they, they got their flaws, but, but their hearts are right and they are pursuing things with pure motives. And there's immaturity there, but that's all a part of it. The growing and maturing. Heck, there's still maturity in some of us who are not so young anymore. I said some of us. But, um, but no, I just wanted to give a little brief testimony of how that, of how that, uh, 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 really blessed me, how God used one of my daughters to really encourage me yesterday. And how we had that moment and it put us in that attitude of thanksgiving, uh, really appreciating what God has done for both of us and our family overall. And so, you know, I pray that God gives you such a moment with your uh, with your loved one, uh, whether it's a loved one or a friend or whoever. I pray that God gives you such a moment and that he affirms you in that way. But whoever offers thanksgiving to God glorifies him. You know, that means the opposite is true if we don't. Thank God. I don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that. I just, I just want you to focus on thank, giving God thanks and the fact that that glorifies him. Uh, Psalm 136, same thing, two verses, verse 1 and verse 26. Verse 1 says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. You know, how many of you know that's reason enough to give thanks to God? It, you know, it, it's not just in the text that God is good. We all have testimony of the goodness of God. And so we ought to be willing to give that testimony. If God says, I want you to go to that stranger you've never met and you don't know from Adam, you know, and I want you to testify of my goodness. There may be a little fear trying to well up in your chest, but I tell you what, glorify him and give him thanks to that stranger. That means God is dealing with that person. God wants to make himself real to him and he wants that person to know it. Right. And so he is. So he's speaking to you as his vessel of honor to go and deliver that message to someone who needs the word of truth. And so give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. That's two reasons. Give thanks to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. Second Corinthians 2.14 says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. I love that. I, I love that artistic expression there. I love that mental picture. It's like putting on the cologne or whatever, you know, you put it on too thick, right? So you walk in the room. <laughs> <laughs> people know it when you walk in the room but <laughs> but but we we don't really like that experience but it would be awesome from a spiritual perspective that people know that a man of god or a woman of god has walked into the room right the the, the fragrance of jesus is all over them, right when we're walking in we're looking at people and we see them Right? We see them as the Lord sees them. Right? 
whatever they're going through, God impresses upon us, whatever they're going through, then the compassion of God just spills out of us and, 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 and we want to be there for them. And what they get is not our carnal perspective. What they get is not judgment or condemnation. What they get is Christ Jesus being expressed through us. Amen? But Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Everything doesn't feel like a triumph. Everything not in and of, is not in and of itself a triumph. But everything is leading us to a triumph in Christ. Does that make sense? All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And when all is said and done... Not everyone gets the miracle. You're right. You know, not everyone gets the liver or the heart or the kidneys. At some point, our days are numbered on this earth. We are going to go home to be with the Lord. Right. But 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 we've already overcome. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Right. Our names are already written in the Lamb's book of life. Right. So so so. What happens on this earth is not the end of the story, right? The end of the story is eternity, our eternal security in the Lord, right? And so we don't know what we'll be like, but we, when we meet him in the air, but we know we'll be like him. We'll be like our savior. And when we meet him, so shall we ever be with the Lord. And, and, and though we have to endure death in this body and in this life once, there will be no more death when we've met the Lord. Life everlasting. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more sin, right? There'll be no more of these, the, 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 these issues of life that we've had to deal with as a result of sin entering in. And so we've triumphed spiritually regardless of the circumstances we may encounter. And I I think it's important to maintain that kingdom perspective. That whatever we're encountering, this too shall pass. It shall not last into eternity. Because my eternal destiny, eternal destiny, my eternal destiny lies in Christ. Easy for me to say. But thanks be to God. Um, this, this is just a small fraction of all the verses that, that, that speak to thankfulness and being thankful to God. You know, it, it, it is an, such an important topic to God. I've already alluded to some, but some of the reasons to be thankful to God, but you know, the Bible says that God chose us and calls us his own. Right? That's the reason to be thankful. If you've ever been that kid uh, at the playground park and they're choosing up basketball teams and you ain't the one that gets picked, <laughs> you don't have to raise your hands. Sorry. That's not a great feeling. You know, everybody wants to be chosen. And when you're not chosen, that doesn't make you feel very good, right? But But people need to know you may not be chosen by man, for a particular task, or you may not be singled out as somebody amazing, but you were still chosen by the, by your creator. God chose you from the foundations of the world. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I didn't feel chosen by my dad, 
But I was chosen by my heavenly father. If you were adopted, you may not have felt chosen by your biological parents, but you were chosen by the ones who wanted you, right? And you were still chosen by God. I mentioned it earlier, a reason to be thankful is the unconditional love of God. For while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Knowing that some would still reject him, he still died for us, for the ones who would receive him. And he didn't put conditions on it as far as Well, when you clean your life up, then I'll love you. No, he loves us unconditionally. And sadly, there will be untold millions and maybe even beyond millions that will end up spending eternity in hell because despite God's love for them, they did not receive him. And I don't want to stand here and walk in judgment toward those who don't know them or those those who don't know him or those who have rejected him up to this point. I would rather it be fuel and motivation for us to take advantage of every opportunity to make him known to those who don't know him, to those who have rejected him up to this point. Just love them. Let your love be bigger than their stubbornness. Because we represent a savior who will leave the 99 for the one. Uh, Another reason to be thankful, forgiveness of our sins through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Man, no matter what you're going through, that right there, that ought to get the thanksgiving flowing. So obviously I'm talking about Thanksgiving not just as an annual day or an annual event. But as a daily observance. It's a daily practice unto the Lord. That we're going to make Thanksgiving every day to God. Every day Thanksgiving to God. Um, The unmerited favor of God. You know, by By grace through faith are you saved. Grace is unmerited favor, right? So Jesus did all the meriting when he died on the cross, became our atoning sacrifice. By grace through faith, we have to surrender our hearts to him. Believe that, believe on him whom God has sent. Amen? Uh, Talked about the eternal salvation that we have in Christ. Uh, this is an iPad. I need an actual Bible. But the Word of God. We need to be thankful for His Word of Truth. We need to be thankful for the Holy Spirit who has who has been sent and given to us as a seal, right, of the promise that is to come, right. So we are sealed in Christ. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. He has saved us to the utmost. You know, th- these are things that every, every believer has reason to be thankful for, regardless of what's going on in your life. 
um, there are other things that would be unique to you that in your story that you can also be thankful to God for. But whether times are good or bad, happy or sad, Our thanksgiving should ever be going up to, to, to God. So, what is being thankful to God all the time do for us? How does it impact us? How does it uh, benefit us? One, it keeps you in remembrance of God's presence in your life. We have to, especially in these days, we have to be ultra careful. Right. Um, there's so many things going on in the world and there's so many voices and filters and different things that 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 it, it will it can divert our eyes away from God onto all the things that can get us distracted and get us disappointed and upset. And, you know, it just gets us into emotional turmoil and we don't mean to do it. But for a moment, we forget that we're not we're not experiencing this thing alone our family is not going through this thing alone we have the presence of god with us and we need to acknowledge that so if we take a moment to be thankful what we're doing is acknowledging god's presence and if we make a habit of being thankful from day to night from morning to night we are then keeping ourselves in constant remembrance of God's that God's presence is a living reality we're walking through life in the presence of almighty God I'm hoping you're seeing the dots connect there you know and if we are mindful of his presence then whenever we encounter stuff we're reminding that God's in control Right. And if he's in control, then what I'm encountering, he's allowed me to encounter it. So so instead of me freaking out about it, I can then turn my attention to what the purpose of God may be. In this. You know, Paul didn't want to get. Paul didn't want to get beat, beaten with many lashes and thrown into prison. That was, I can guarantee you that was not one of his agenda items for that day. It wasn't to be railroaded and thrown into prison after being beaten. But you know what he did? You know, he still had that attitude of thankfulness toward God. He was still, he was still mindful of the presence of God in his life. And if in that and end of the fact that if God allowed this, that there is, though I don't understand it, purpose in this. God must have allowed this for some reason. And I don't know what that reason is right now, but 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 I'm going to keep my heart soft toward God and I'm going to trust him in this moment. I'm, I, I know God's faithful. I know he's good. You know, what's happening to me isn't good, but God's going to work this for good. 
some kind of way. And he knew that that's why he was able to, when God shook the jail and all the, all the cell doors opened, he was able to stay in there instead of running and fleeing and saying, Oh, praise Jesus. He made a way of escape. I'm out of here. See ya. No, he did not do that. And so somehow, you know, God was work. God was at work in that situation. It was a divine thing. Everybody else in that jail was there because they committed a crime. They were not people, uh, reputable people. They were not people of good, good character, right? So they've made bad life choices. And yet every one of them stayed in their cell when the cell was open. Paul's presence and the spirit of God at work in him had to have some impact there. And when the jailer saw that all the doors were open, he assumed everybody ran or enough of them ran that, 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 that it was, he was going to be punished and maybe his family too. And Paul said, don't harm yourself. He was going to take his life. And Paul said, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And that jailer ended up inviting Paul into his house. And his family came to know the Lord. It all started with people giving false testimony against him and railroading him into jail and all the things that he suffered. And yet, it led to something amazing where God used him to bring a man and his family to the Lord. And I believe like a mother holding her newborn infant in her arms after the travail, after the labor, that moment of that jailer and his family being saved made what he went through to Paul worth it. It all worked together for the good. His back still stung. It still needed to heal up. He still spent time in jail. But you know, one thing I didn't, um, one thing I didn't uh, point out uh, prior to this was, it says that Paul and Barnabas they were around midnight, they were praying and worshiping the Lord. I can guarantee you that Thanksgiving was going up to God during that time. I'm sure they weren't thanking God for the whips on their back and all that. I mean, guys overdid it a little bit. But they were thanking him. They, they didn't even, they were thanking him for who he was. All right. And his goodness and his faithfulness to them, despite the circumstances. And I believe they were thanking him for whatever was going to result from that, even though they didn't know what that something was. And because they did that, that enabled them to stay put and wait for God to move and then follow God's lead in that circumstance. Praise God. We can, we can learn from that and apply that in our, in our lives. So it prompts you to look, that was two, prompts you to look for the purpose of God and whatever he allows you to go through in life. Third, Always being thankful keeps us reminded that God is our source. Not your talents, 
not your giftings, right? Not any other human individual, but God is your source. And so being thankful to God all the time keeps us in remembrance of that. It keeps us in proper perspective on that point. Four, only got two more. Four, the benefit of giving God thanks from morning to night will help you bring your will into obedient submission to God's will. That's, I believe that's what uh, Paul and Barnabas did. You know, they were, wait a minute. Paul and Barnabas or Paul and Silas? Whoever the other guy was. Paul and his sidekick. We'll go with that. It will help you bring your will into obedient submission to God's will, which is very important when we fear possible pain or the loss of something precious to us. The picture that comes to my mind immediately, obviously, is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to go through what he came to earth to do, to redeem man. And yet there he is. God, all things are possible to you, right? And so he had already had his, uh, his inner circle pray with him. They didn't last an hour before they went to sleep, you know, as he's going through his moment. And he prays three times, God, if there's another way. He prayed for the cup to pass for him. But after each time, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Right? And so it shows that he himself can relate to us in those moments. Right? And he also modeled for us how we are to work our way through those moments. That that it gets down to it. He knew before he went to Gethsemane what God's plan, what God's plan and purpose for him was coming to this earth. And right on the cusp of fulfilling it, he's having this moment where, you know, where, where, where flesh is warring with spirit. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so he's taking this. What does he do? He, he shows us what we ought to do to when we have these inner struggles. Take it to God. God, here's my struggle. I know what your word says. I know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I don't want to do it. Maybe y'all haven't been there before. You know, what do we do in those moments? Paul talks about that, that, that inner, he talks in Romans about that inner fight. The, the good that I would do, I don't. <laughs> you know, what I don't want to do, I do. Right. Who will deliver me from this body of death? There is that struggle that goes on where flesh, sometimes flesh, especially when flesh feels it has to pay the price for walking in faith. Flesh is going to rise up and want to fight and try to turn you away from doing that thing. Flesh doesn't want to die. Right. And so that's what happens a lot of times. There are things that need to die in us that the flesh doesn't want to die. And we've got to make it. So in those moments. You know, and being constant in things given toward God helps us put 
put it in proper perspective, in those moments, we have to be willing to surrender or submit our will to God's will. And say, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Uh, I'm not going to like it. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow. You know, that person's an absolute jerk. And, you know, but your word says what it says. And so I'm going to render what I vowed. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to swallow my pride and do the God honoring thing here and at least own up to my wrongdoing or my sin in this. And, and, and Lord, it may be a tough pill for me to swallow, but the prayer is that it will, it will glorify, I know it will glorify you, right? If it somehow, if this, me doing this and humbling myself somehow betters this person's opportunity to come to know you, then it's worth it. If I have to take these lashes on my back, you know, proverbially, then I'll do it. Lord, I may not understand. And a lot of times we're saying, Lord, I may not understand what's going on, but, but I thank you. I don't, Lord, I don't know why I'm in this situation. Uh, going back to Paul, here I am in prison. All I was doing was doing your work. He could have had an attitude towards God. But his constant heart of thanksgiving towards the Lord kept his heart soft. Kept him mindful that there may be divine purpose in this. I know if this was just senseless, God wouldn't let me go through it. But God allowed me to go through it. Therefore, there's purpose in it. And, and, and I just need to continue, stay in faith and continue trusting God. He will reveal his purposes in due time. And, and, and that's what you can do a lot of times in prayer. Lord, be, be real. Lord, if you don't know, God, I have no idea what's going on here. And honestly, I don't like it. You know, that this, this was not my plan. I don't know what's going on, but, but Lord, I'm not going to focus all of my energy on, 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 on getting understanding. Uh, I, I'm going to focus my energy and put my eyes on you. Cause I'm going to trust you here, right? You, you know why you allowed this to happen. Uh, you didn't tell me in advance it was going to happen. You didn't tell me why it's happening, but it's happening. I'm reminded of you. Your presence is here with me. And I know in your divine wisdom, you allowed this to happen. I don't know it yet, but I'll catch up as you lead me. So I don't know what's going on, but Lord, I thank you anyway. If I, you know, and, and if there's not much you feel you have to be thankful for, you know, if, if you're like the, maybe as far as Thanksgiving is concerned, you're like the widow with two mites. Lord, I got like two mites of Thanksgiving is about all I got for you. Give God what you got. That woman only had that and she gave it all. 
And Jesus was so moved. He was so touched by that. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. There were people who gave a hundred times, a thousand times, a ten thousand times more than what she gave. But what she gave, she gave out of her lack. What she gave, she gave all that she had. Right? And sometimes it's all that we have to really crucify the flesh <laughs> and obey God. You know what? If that's, you know, again, that glorifies God there because you know what God's word says. When you go through that effort to, to submit yourself to God's will, when your will is fighting hard for its own rights and you submit it to God, you know, that's, that's like that widow with her might surrendering the last bit that she has unto the Lord. Once you give your last little dime, your last penny, you're totally flat broke, then you're totally trust. You got no choice but to just trust for God to provide for you, right? And she didn't hold on to her last. She didn't justify to herself, well, surely God would understand. This is, this is a couple mites. What good is that going to do for the kingdom? No, no, no. She gave God what she had. And Jesus was really moved by it. And so, um, what God is dealing with you in, it may not be as hard for me as it is for you. It's not my place to judge. But however hard it is, however little benefit you think it might make, surrender it to God. Give it to him. Let him be the judge of its worth. Amen? Because a lot of things that don't seem to matter a whole lot to us matter a whole lot to God. Uh, finally, it will help you develop the ability to have kingdom perspective in any situation or circumstance. Kingdom perspective in any situation or circumstance. Uh, it's kind of a rehash of something I said earlier. Again, circumstances, situations can often, like Peter when he was walking on the water, they can often get our eyes off Jesus and get our eyes on the circumstance. And, and we forget he's there. We forget his presence. And we start thinking about solutions or options apart from his presence. And we get ourselves into trouble, right? And so... And we want to keep reminded, we want to continue to have a kingdom perspective. Uh, I didn't give them this, but, you know, it's an oft-quoted uh, passage in Matthew where Jesus is ta uh, talking to his disciples. And he says, look at, you know, when he says, look at the birds of the field, right? They neither toil and so forth, but God feeds them, right? Look at the... Look at the, 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 the flowers. They're adorned more than even Solomon was in all of his glory. Right? And he's like, and basically the gist of it is, if he'll feed the birds and he clothes the flowers, then how much more will he take care of you? So take no thought about the things of the world, what you shall eat, what you shall wear, where you shall lay your head, uh, 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 where your 
how your ends are going to meet and all this or that and the other. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all those things you have need of will be added unto you. Right? And so he's saying perspective. Recognize who your source is. Right? Your source, your very present source who is real and a present influence in your life. Who is omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. Uh, Nothing is too hard for him. So if we can be reminded of who he is through always being thankful and always acknowledging who he is and, and, and what he's been to us. Right? What he is capable of. If we're always keeping ourselves in in remembrance of that, then that will help us in those moments when we need to have kingdom perspective to get us through. We need to be reminded that God, who God is and his faithfulness to us. You know, and um, going to going to ask you all to stand. I know there are many more testimonies out there and and whether you gave you may not have given your testimony here up front today. But um, you can still do it in secret. You can still do it during your time, your quiet time with the Lord. When you wake up each day, don't be worried about Oklahoma weather. Uh, you know, traffic. It can be pretty bad, uh, especially during bedlam games. Go pokes. You know, or, you know, don't be thinking about, ah, oh, practice. Man, that's really going to be a bummer. I don't want to go through practice. Oh, work. Oh. These customers dealing with these things, all those things, you know, you can be, it can, it it can harden your heart or dull your heart to God's presence and God's ability to work in your life and through you. When we focus on those things that we view as challenges and we can focus on them or, you know, I say those things, those things are those people, right? We can focus on them and their faults. In, 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 the, in, in the difficulties that they cause us, we can so focus on those things that we lose perspective, right? That this is the day that the Lord has made, right? Let us be, let us rejoice and be glad in it, right? This is the day that the Lord has made. And, and, and what does the Lord's prayer say, right? Okay, God, whatever it is, give us this day our daily bread, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I'm going to go through some stuff today, you know, and these momentary light afflictions are not worthy to be compared to what you have in store for us, right? So, so Lord, I'm giving you this day before I even get into the office and, and look at my inbox, I'm giving you this day before the first customer even calls. I'm giving you this day before I go to my first class. I'm giving you this day before I even get out of the house and find out whether Jack Frost is acting up or not. I'm giving you this day, Lord, before 
the first person on the road has a chance to cut me off. Right? I'm committing to it. And Lord, give me this day my daily bread. I'm not asking just for give me what I want. Right? Lord, I'm going to need the character of Christ to glorify you in these situations. Right? I'm going to need to be able to express the love of God when somebody makes it hard to love them. I'm going to need to express the grace of God, the mercy of God. I'm going to need to express the forgiveness of God. So, Lord, give me today my daily bread. Give me the, give me what I need, Father God. Grace me with whatever I need to be able to represent you well today. Praise God. Let us, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I lift up your wonderful people to you, Lord. Uh, thank you for the privilege of sharing your word, uh, uh, for your, for your, to your, with your children, Father God, uh, who really love you and want to walk with you, Father God, and, uh, in faith, in faithful obedience, oh God. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the word of God being planted in the good soil, Lord, and the fruit that it shall, that shall bear from it, Lord. Father, be glorified in us, Lord, uh, in every way that in your divine wisdom, you know you need to work in each of us. Father, I pray that we all say yes and just invite you to do that work as you see fit. And whether we understand it or not, we're going to thank you and we're going to trust you uh, and, and walk with you in faith. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Father, we will fear no evil for you are with us. We will May we always acknowledge your presence, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Be glorified in us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, One, what a great message, okay? Right? I mean, so thank you. I want to just invite you to... Uh, we talk about this sometimes with what we're getting on Sunday that we're going to go back and eat on it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So if I invite you to go to our Facebook and our website and pull down the podcast, uh, listen to it again and literally let this become a part of what God's doing in us, right? So that we're being forever changed. So if you will, I just encourage you to go do that. Um, so that we are walking this out, this gratitude, because we are, we are literally, we're spoiled by our Heavenly Father. You know, the, the Word says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, right? And that testimony is, we all have this unique testimony. So sharing that, right? We all have things we need to overcome. And as we're reminded of the testimony of the faithfulness of God in our lives, we overcome. So praying that you all have an overcoming week this week. Uh, one second, we've got West Haven today. We'd love to have you guys out. Steve and I would love to. Heather and I would love to. We don't sing that great. We've got an amazing piano player, but we could use your wonderful voices over at West Haven. So you're invited to come and do that with us today. I want to remind you of that. 3.30, right? 3.30. All right. Y'all have a great week.